0: The, 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 the stone here reads and this was put here recently uh, the servant of God and then a cross Father Andrew Mullen 1790 to 1818 a curate in Clonmore from 1815 to 1818 his incorrupt body lay in this grave for five weeks and was then transferred to Philipstown, Dangan County Offaly which was his birthplace the cult to Father Mullen began here
1: at night and Good fighting we return to the graveyard to see if, if there's anybody here because traditionally people were to lay underneath the, the tombstone all night well there's nobody here but um it does look like people have been here since, since we left this evening. But the, the grave takes on a completely different perspective when it's dark and uh, when it's late. I know I, I personally wouldn't fancy having to stay here all night because it's, it's a bit eerie. It's dark, there's no light except from the sky whatever light the moon is giving us. That's all we have. I just double check underneath this tombstone to make sure there's nobody here? (laughs) No, no there isn't. But new flowers have been left. And um, there's something else in there which wasn't there earlier, so yeah. People have been here. This story ends here, in a graveyard in Dangan in County Offaly. But it began over 150 years ago, in Clonmore, County Carlow.
0: Now, when we're here now, it's just a question. Um, Yes, you'll just go beyond the church, and I think there should be a turning to the right. And within a few minutes, you'll be at the... Now, uh, is the pub... Yeah, that's right. Uh, Go this way Burns Lounge Burns is a a common name around here and it's a very common name among the priests of Kildare and So we're uh, coming up to the new church now that was built in the 60s and the new graveyard around it and uh, just a a few yards along we'll be coming to uh, the old church and the entrance to it, the graveyard. So, at long last, we have arrived in Clonmore, and um, it's very quiet. There's nobody around, but there are clous- houses very close to it. So, I'm sure we'll be we'll be noticed.
1: I was born in a place once known as Phillipstown, now called Dangan in County Offaly. And all my life I've wondered about a place here called Father Mullins' grave. For years I've watched people come and go, searching for cures and answers. Now, the story I knew was that if you needed a cure, you lay under Father Mullins' tombstone or you took some clay from the grave at Killigerry Cemetery. Even as a child... I went to the grave and picked up the clay. I really didn't understand why I was doing it, but everybody else was doing it, so I thought, why not? But somehow I knew something special was happening. I travelled in a haze of tobacco smoke to Clonmore, County Carlow, to find out more. And I went along with Father William Dempsey, and his beloved and, uh, pipe. Yeah. Well, now? Uh, we
0: are. The gate was certainly uh, made in a forge, uh, got a cross on top, and um, uh, I think about ten feet wide, which would be normal because of fascism and funerals and so forth. So um, the, the grave that we have come to see um, uh, is just a few yards away, and it's the, it's the outside the church wall, and it is on the gospel side. Now, so we've come to the grave. The cult to Father Mullen, began here. So it began at his burial. That's important, that it was spontaneous and began uh, when the man had died. Father Mullen was buried here, and six weeks later his body was um, taken to, to Dangan. Now, apparently, a big number of people coming here to this grave, and the British government never wanted the people meeting in bigish numbers because they thought they were up to no good. So, my hunch is that the, the local landlord, but he would want to, he would want that body taken out of here because of the number of people they were gathering. And then I would go on to say that the parish priest would have come in on that and. Uh, with discussion uh, with the the parish priest of of Philipstown. That's why the body was transferred. I never attached too much importance to the incorruption, but it, uh, it, it can't be overlooked. What is more important, actually, is that the body was flexible. In other words, when they brought him back to Dangan, took the coffin into the church, placed it close to the rails... And they were able to take out his right hand and put it on the altar rails and people uh, kissed it as they went by. Now, so the flexibility is more important than the incorruptibility because some people would argue that even the uh, animals have remained incorrupt. Uh, Well, when the men came here, towards midnight, I believe, there was someone supposed to meet them here to, to show them where the body was. And... That person, when they arrived, that person wasn't here. And they kept looking around, and they saw ah. the light here. And they said, well, this must be it. So they started digging. And then, of course, they had a blacksmith and a carpenter to open the, the coffin to make sure that they had the right body. They could, these men could understand a situation of this kind. And it's quite common among the saints, a light from, from the grave.
2: I believe, I believe in, in the Holy Spirit, Spirit the
0: Holy, Holy Catholic Church, 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 Church the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting in life. And end. I come here today because I have great faith in Father Munnan. I have great belief in him. I've come here a lot. I always had great belief in him, and I love coming here. I'm here today because uh, my daughter was involved in an accident, and I have great faith in Father Munnan. I know by you coming here to them by going home to her and bringing home to clay, he will help her I have great belief in that. he's helped my health a lot I have been very sick and uh, I don't know where I get the
2: strength I have great belief in father Munan, I always had a
3: of the body and life everlasting and end.
4: Um, it's Corsa, has body kit, wheels, as I was saying, inside, has television, PlayStation 2, sound system. That's nearly everything, really. Uh, there are two subs, two big speakers, two 12 inch speakers, amplifiers, television. Two more amplifiers. Gary more
1: is a boy racer. He's a normal 21 year old in every way. He loves his car, he loves a few drinks at the weekend. But the one thing about this boy racer is. You'll find his lime green opal corsa outside Father Mullen's grave two to three times every week.
4: Uh, Gary Farrell from Newtown Road, County Offley. am um, twenty one. I uh, have a sign writing business, kind of a family business. Father, the brother and the mother all work there as well, so see them every day of the week and stuff, so in and outro work and stuff like that, so I kinda have to get on with them. So that's Rainy, it's the dog. Nah, she's old, she's 13, so... Hmm, not right. I have a girlfriend in Eaton Derry, Tara, so... She's 21 in October, so... Be going out, having a... having a weekend, you know? I'm going out with her five year. Five year now, so... Good way. I drink a lot of wicked and stuff, shots and stuff when I go out, yeah? Going out in Eaton Dairy now tonight, so it'll be... It's a party, so it'll be a lot of... Wicked and shots and stuff, so... I was actually driving by one day and I saw the signpost but apart from that uh, I went home and I asked the grandfather and he told me the story about bringing the, the body back from Carlo and stuff like that and um, I said I'd go up one day and would you believe I went by the the actual grave itself and I went to the reformatory graves you know and uh, on the way back you only looked over and saw it, all the, the statues and, and beads and stuff hanging up there so um, that's really how I I would discover. I wouldn't be too religious, to be honest with you, No. I have interest in Father Mullen and stuff like that. But uh I wouldn't go to mass every every week or anything like that, you know. But um I prayed for a few things we say to do with family and stuff like that. And anything really that I asked or prayed for kinda happened, you know. So that that's why I go back and anything even I still do ask for, more than likely it will happen, you know. So even if it takes its time it probably will. Probably will happen. I do try and go on maybe about two or three times a week, if I can. Now we say with work and stuff here, it's hard, but kind of because I'm kind of half running the business as well as working here as well, you know. So it is kind of hard. But um, Tara, the girlfriend, was often up there with me and stuff, and my mother often came up with me and stuff like that. So it's just a thing you have a belief in, and and so far it's it's good, you know. Come on into the workshop. No, oh, that's where we do all the vans and sign writing and graphics and window tinting and stuff like that. So, we have a program here we have all the different vans and vehicles and CDs and stuff. And um, we can get up any van or car or motorbike, anything like that, and put, we say, pictures and stuff just to give the customer something to see before they actually go ahead. Kind of a proof of the van, you know? Sometimes when I go up, we say, I might just say a prayer or something like that. But sometimes, if in passing, I just call up for a few minutes. I wouldn't actually spend too long up there. There's a, a thing it said if you say three Hail Marys and three Our Fathers at each side of the grave, some people think we say you say it six times each side, then in the middle, both sides as well. Um, now, it takes about maybe half an hour of that to say. Sometimes, if I don't have that kind of time, I just call up and, and uh, maybe say Hail Mary or an Our Father or just ask them for, for what I want, you know. Well I feel you could just say anything. Generally when I go up there there's not actually anyone there. I kind of prefer to go up and there's no one there anyway. So I just kind of pray to him or say whatever I have to say and hopefully it's nice and quiet and peaceful up there anyway. So hopefully what I ask of him will actually happen, you know. Holy Mary, Mother of God, praise us
2: now the Hail Mary, full
5: of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women. And bless is the fruit of
3: thy wound, Jesus Mary, Mother of God,
2: Christmas. I wouldn't go out of my way now to believe in certain everything that goes on, you know. and just you know the way there'd be cures and people that go for a while and the end of the day out, but it's, it, with this now it's, it's going on like what I said so long that it's strange the way it lasted, you know. And the Holy Spirit, the Holy, the Holy Catholic Church, free of the day. saints, every sons of, of sins, the resurrection of, of, of the, the, of the body, and life everlasting, amen.
0: Well, we're in the old church in Clonmore, um, which is um, a cruciform church, had two side aisles and a main aisle, and all focused on the altar. Um, It hasn't been used for worship here uh, for some years, and because they built a new church to top the road. Um, If you look fairly closely there, there's the, the marks of a crucifix the trace of a crucifix. And apparently the story I picked up is that the parish priest, uh, back up a little bit, he gave it to a Dangan man who came down here. He gave him the crucifix, and that crucifix is now over Father Mullen's grave in Dangan. Yes.
3: That's not a real factor.
6: It is a real factor, isn't it?
3: I lost my keys. Well, you find your
6: keys in the garden and feed the cattle.
1: So, while Josh went out to feed the cattle, I had a chat with his dad, who has lived beside Father Mullen's grave all of his life.
6: Well, my name is Aidan Dunn. I'm 31 years of age. I'm married with two kids, Leah and Josh. One Leah is six and Josh is three. And I'm married to Demelza. Where I work, I work in a, a company called Ratrown Meats. It's a meat company that opened about four years ago. We debone cattle for the retail market, which would be butcher shops, restaurants, things like that, suppliers of wholesale meats and lamb, beef and lamb. Well, my home place is about 200 yards from the graveyard, and Father Muller was always a household name. When when I was Leah's age even, my mum used to bring us up there anyway, you know. And it started from that and I just asked questions and you know the way young know, people they'd be curious. And when they told me then I didn't understand it at first that why all the people used to call to it, you know. And as the years went by and I kept hearing stories and different stories, you know, I realised then about the whole you know. Let's
3: go, Rangers. <laughs> Let's do it. My sister wanted me be, be green. She, she was blue and green. She was.
6: Yeah. Will you go and be the white Power Ranger? She okay.
3: She's loud. He's, he's he is quiet. He is loud. I see. You're
6: lazy one. Yeah. From the age of 15, I used to go up. You know, and. Um, I just used to go up, sit down for maybe five minutes and come back, you know. There'd be no major praying going on now or down on the knees, you know. But uh, I just always felt that there was something, just something there, you know. A holy week, a good Friday, is the busiest day. It's D-Day from, it could start from 10 o'clock in the mornings. All up till, up till 10, 11, 12 o'clock at night you'd see cars going up there. It was one summer's night, about 8 o'clock. There was no car around. I went in and up the steps. I turned right down the cobblestones. And I stood there. I wasn't there praying, I just stood there. And I heard something. And I looked, I thought there was someone behind me. And there was nobody there, and I got the jitters. Then I said, to myself, "What's going on here?" And I walked around. I think I noticed something underneath, and there was a guy lying underneath, underneath the grave. And I didn't know what to do. I didn't know whether to say anything or leave the man be because he seemed to be very quiet. He didn't seem to speak. So I said, "Here's okay. I leave you to it." And he was, there he was, yeah, searching for answers.
2: I'm here, coming here now a good many years. And why I came was I had very sore, I had a very sore bunion. And I got it operated on. And then when I had it operated on, an abscess came on it, and I had to get it done again. and. Um, then I got a very, very bad corn between the on the right foot between the toes, and I was nearly two years with it. And I, when I came out here, I blessed with the the, the clay, and I a wonderful improvement. Yeah.
4: The journey from Road to here, from my house to, to Father Mullins' grave, it's about, I suppose, five miles so it doesn't take me too long to actually get in and say a few prayers, maybe get back out in time for work. When you approach the grave up here, you at Father Mullins you see a crucifix with rosary beads and stuff hanging on it you see ornaments and letters left there there's also a sign on your right hand side says here lies the body of the servant of god reverend Andrew Mullen, and down at the bottom it says ask and you shall receive I'm lying under the the tombstone of Father Mullins grave um you can see different things. There's statue bottles, there's teddy bears, jumpers, babies' bib, um, there's flowers, um there's children's story books, candles, little statues and stuff as well under here. So a lot of people would actually get under here and some would even sleep tonight on Good Friday as well. Um that was the case years ago anyway, I don't know about today but that was the case years ago. But often people just come up here and lie under the, the tombstone just even for a few minutes, you know. I find it very hard to get in and out because um, there's such a little gap and stuff, but um, I've often slept under it. I've never slept the full night, but I've often lay under it for, um, for a while, for a few minutes and stuff. It's not very comfortable, and the tombstone's actually very close to your face when you're lying underneath it, so it's not very comfortable, but um, just if you have a have an interest and have a belief in Father Mullany, you don't mind getting underneath the, the tombstone. So. I didn't really mind. I was kind of sick in, uh, I had trouble with certain things like my back and stuff like that. So I just came up here and prayed and stuff. And you know, everything's okay so far, so. Everything's good so far. It's very peaceful under here. can hear all the birds and singing and stuff.
6: Okay. We're coming down from White House now, and we can see the sign here, Killiderry Cemetery, Father Mullins' grave, and it's up along this little laneway here. A row of evergreen trees along your right-hand side there. You can see the archway in front of you. Look at the stones. There's, there's stones on the, right up on the top of the archway there. And the two black gates. How are you, Peter? Joe? Hello. How are you doing? There's a few people gathering here now. Oh
2: yeah. How are you, Lucy? How are
3: you?
6: Hello. Hello, how are you?
0: Grand, thank
3: you. How are you? Oh are
6: yeah. oh yeah. Not a bother. Hello. Yeah. There's Twine on the gate, there now. Just so use the steps. <speaking to me>
2: Holy Mary, Mother God, for our us here now and at the hour of our death. Amen.
3: Amen. 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 Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our
2: death.
3: And the beginning is now and ever shall be, world without end. It's
6: Good Friday. There's about 60 people at Fadamon's grave. They're reciting a decade of the rosary. There's a lot more people coming at the minute. There's a bus park down the lane. An awful lot of local people here. But then there's strangers I haven't seen before as well. But normally, they'll be coming here up till 9, 10 o'clock at night. The,
2: near
6: the and I was nearly over now, it's coming to
2: an end.
3: Maybe in an hour's time, maybe somebody
6: else will come. If there's enough people around again, they'll do it again.
3: Everybody will gather up and
6: stay around now for a few minutes, have a talk, we'll pray for their intentions. They'll head off. Well, there's more people outside the case, probably just waiting for a room.
2: Some people say you come up on a Tuesday, three Tuesdays, one after the other.
3: And I have, and my sister-in-law has loads of people. It's just a feeling you get. great relief. No matter what you feel coming in, you just feel you fantastic going us. on us. Yes. Mm. You know, you got to mm. Lie mm. on the grave and you take clay you leave something.
2: Just a mm. Mm. it's mm. A brilliant. Spiritual, mm. Spiritual healing is often as important as physical mm. healing. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. It's
4: Absolutely yeah. wonderful.
0: And they even lie in under the grave. Yeah. They come and lie yeah. on yeah. <laughs> the vigil of
2: the Good Friday. They come and if they're seriously ill, they lie in under the grave, and. Father Mullen often appears to them. Really? Yeah. Greg, <laughs> you get some of the things. Yeah. No, I'm going to get some now. Just doesn't am oh, going out right now. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to sure. get some too. Money's tool. not everything. No, look. No. They say you're never to pray for money. No, you're right no. there. Pray for health. Yeah. yeah. You have enough money. Pray for your health. What yeah. right. if I sit down at the table half, right, and your you health have a yeah. yeah. yeah, Your health is your wealth. I think your health is your wealth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They say that already. You're supposed to lie on the slab. Yeah. Do that? Yeah. Yeah. I don't lie on you know. do it, it? Yeah. it. Are you going no, down underneath today? they never get me out.
3: No.
1: <laughs> <laughs> a small bit will do. Not a big chunk around, just a small bit.
3: of oh, no, thing. And picture. I will bring
1: that back to my home in Dublin, which
2: I've travelled down from today. And I will bring it up to my bedroom and I will put it beside my locker.
1: A few years ago, I spent an afternoon taking photographs of Father Mullen's grave for an exhibition. I was really happy with the photographs because I felt they captured the beauty and the almost tacky nature of the grave. Now I managed to sell all the photographs except for one. A picture of the crucifix above the grave, draped with rosary beads, flowers, pictures and letters. I kept that photograph for myself.
4: Uh, We see on the crucifix and stuff here, hanging up, there's rosary beads, people have rosary beads, there's photographs, letters, crutches, statues and even a leather belt hanging up, Um, shows people have a lot of interest, there's medals, there's all letters and stuff, here's one letter, here, dear father, I've got the shakes really bad and I've got diabetes, I'm asking you one thing, please pray for me, thank you so much, that's one letter, Um, Another one is, please pray for my granddaughter, Claire. She was on drugs. Please help her to get get her life in order and get off them for good. Thank you so much. There's another few letters and there's photographs and pictures and stuff here as well. Uh, I'd like to see more people coming up here. I know it's nice and quiet when you're up here on your own and stuff, but um, I'd like to see more people having a belief in Father Mullen because it's obvious even from people around, if you were talking to them or even in Father Dempsey's book, that um there is a lot of cures and stuff after them got up here, so I'd like to see more people coming up and just, just having a belief in him.
6: It's a reflection time for me. Just the silence. i just like to come here to reflect. I just look to see was there any new momentum's left and then you'd know that there was maybe a new picture or I didn't see that the last time or you know there was something left here or and I've noticed lately that someone has been lighting a candle you know the candles that you light and you they won't blow out you know and I thought it very unusual that there's definitely someone they're a lot regular than I am but it's nice there's medals golf clubs crutches hurls everything you can imagine key rings photographs flowers but they're left there you know and what I do then I normally just say a prayer sit down on the stone for five or six minutes, gather my thoughts, and leave.
1: Good Friday is the busiest day at Father Mullen's grave, and what I discovered in Gary and Aidan is that sometimes your perceptions about who visits a grave like this can be wrong. I was there last Good Friday with all of Father Mullen's followers. There were the devoted ones, children with their parents... Teenagers, the middle-aged, the elderly, even a taxi driver who has since appeared on winning streak, and they say you should never pray for money.
3: I usually come here once a year, maybe sometimes I might call in up and down as well. And the only incident I can recall of a cure was: I always bring a little bit of clay with me, you know. And I was out courting my present wife back 30 years ago. And we got to our house and she said, I've got a terrible toothache. And it just so happened I had been in the Father Mullen's grave and I had a bit of clay in the matchbox. So I said to her, I've nothing here in the line of a tablet or antennas, but say, I have a little bit of Father Mullen's clay. So I take a little bit of that and bless yourself. And she did that. And like that, the toothache disappeared. And as it's true as I'm standing here.
0: It just feels good doing it every year. Like I, wouldn't, I would not would, never not come out here like Good Friday. Having said that, it's the only day we come out, isn't it? It's the only day we come out in the air. Like That's
2: right. Yeah. Good Friday. Well, actually, there's no racing on a good Friday, so... <laughs> 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 well, Joanne's parents used to come, and uh, I didn't come until she told me about it, you know. But uh, every time I came here, there was all these people here, you know, and I knew little about the history of the boom been buried in Carlo and then the people of Dangan went down and brought him by to his rightful home or whatever he had called it. You now, We've had a, a bit of stroke, a bad luck with house breaking and our car broke in, you know. So we wanted to get rid of all them things as well and to be well.
3: Winter and summer, we're always going up and down there. I don't pass any remarks on them because we're that used to them, you know. The People even come from the north to it. I've seen them coming from Donegal and Dowan, Carlow, and a lot of people come from Clunmore, Westmead, places like that. But they're always there, they always keep coming to it the whole time. Why, I don't know. So that's it.
2: Well, i keep it wet all the grass all around them and keep flowers sowed in the little pots and come up and visit and sit and say a prayer. And I was feeling down in myself. i come up and sit down there and say the rosary and it lifts lift all my worries away. So I hope he does something for me now because I'm a bit down now at present. An awful lot of strangers come yeah. here. You know, the locals just doesn't seem yeah. so... To God. my end. Well,
3: we're locals. Yeah, it's well, I mean, God. there's just
2: none of the locals come. Hmm? They come from Dublin and everywhere don't here. God. Everywhere, yeah. And
3: a lot of people here. Oh, so to see them.
2: Yeah, hoping. We're all hoping. <laughs> yeah.
5: One man I knew uh, from Cluny High Willie, Siri, he had a very sore ulcer on, the, on his leg and it was incurable. And he came here. Now, I think it's possible you had to maybe lie under the slab uh, at a certain time or for a certain period. Other people come and just get the clay and bring it home and... Uh, make the sign of the cross on the wound or on the sore. Another woman uh, told me about a man that was injured in a faction fight which is going back back maybe well over a hundred years and a similar case the injury wouldn't heal and he came here and he was cured and he would have been a direct descendant of this woman and she only died in the last, she was 93 she died in the last couple of months. Daisy Flynn was that woman's name, and the man in question was Flynn. He came from the Meaden area.
0: Uh, oh, this is a very peaceful, tranquil place. Uh, I mean, I, uh, an interest in old gravestones and dates and kind of uh, light general history. And this was obviously uh, of major interest to me. What I would say, I suppose, it's a, a feeling of peacefulness or tranquilness or. I can't say I ever come up looking for a cure. Yeah, I think everybody feels that. Yeah.
3: It's just a peaceful place. Yeah,
0: that's the, the, the actual setting itself is... Yeah, is,
3: is, is, it's is, just it's something difficult. about it. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. Now there's yeah, really two really rings and they're sparkling in the sun. And somebody has come,
2: I would say, and left both. It's like a marriage ring and it's like an engagement, but they have left them both here on Father Mullen's grave.
3: Yeah, I will recite a little prayer that uh, I once read belonged to Father Mullen. It goes like this. Lord God, grant that as we look upon your servant and priest, Andrew Mullen, who may be drawn to that life of holiness, charity and juvenile innocence, which he so perfectly practised in his life and ministry, may we who honour him in our time experience his healing and intercession. May he one day be numbered among the Church's saints so the others may come to follow him and seek that for which he strove, the likeness of Christ himself. We ask this to Christ our Lord. Amen.
0: In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive I've us really our...
1: gotten to know Father Willie Dempsey over the past few months. And amongst other things, I've learned that this former parish priest of Westminster owns an antique clock that was intended for Ronald Reagan, and he houses a bed that once belonged to Elizabeth Taylor in his attic. At 78, he's less involved with antiques now, as his time is taken up furthering the cause for the beatification of Father Mullen. And this will be no walk in the park.
0: Actually, the more opposition there is, the greater the chance is of having him beatified. It works out that way. It's the opponents, generally, that eventually have him canonised. Well, you see, the objections they raise, there are (coughs) are, um, answers to those objections, and so it goes on and on. Yeah, in introducing a cause, uh, it has to be uh, not just local. um, You know, it has to be fairly widespread. The Historical Commission was set up by the bishop, and uh, they said, among other things, that nothing more could be found. And one of the people in the sacred congregation, I asked them um, how much documentation were required, and his straight answer was, when there's no more to be found. I, I probably can mention to you also that in 1996, I published the leaflet on Father andermuller and I sent it to all the bishops. Uh, in Ireland. Now I got 25 replies out of a possible 39 bishops, which I thought was very good for bishops to do that. And of course eventually I think some statement will have to be made by the Irish bishops that they would want this cause going forward. I mean there's a bit of politics in these things as well, but I I presume that if we can uh, get it to Rome, I, I think the Irish bishops would support. I took on the thing because of that letter to his mother and that particular bit of Latin in it, deo um, which um, translates, I shall always remain what I am by the grace of God. I've never lost faith in it, no. Some priests have, have said various things. But then, you see, in the case of Padre Pio, some of them said he was possessed by the devil. Well, we never got that far yet, anyway. No. Um, I did call to see a man in Kilbegan and um, I took a statement from him because he had a great devotion to Father Mullen. And he said that he used to come to the, the grave here and pray for those who had been cured. And I said, well, why do you do that? Well, he said, you know the story in the Gospel about the, the, the lepers that Christ cured and only one turned up to to say thanks.
1: It's amazing to think that having grown up in Dangan, I never fully realised the strong devotion that there is to the memory of Father Mullen. And having spent some time by his graveside, I'm in no doubt that this is a special place. A place to reflect, a place to leave your troubles, a place of hope. It seems to me that the cross above the tombstone carries the suffering of generations of people. I mean, I sat there for hours and sifted through the memorabilia and pictured in my mind's eye the people who might have left them behind. I spent time there alone, and I was joined on other occasions by people, some troubled by ill health, others just dealt a raw deal from life. But they all have one thing in common. Belief.
2: But I'm very
1: proud of that.
0: Dad had great belief in Father Mullen, and he always said, "If you have a problem, go to Father Mullen."
2: Like other things faded away, like moving statues and different things Stop moving, but Father Mullen still there, you know, and the belief is still there.
4: Anything really that I asked or prayed for, kind of happened, you know. So that's where I go back, and anything even I still do ask for more than likely it will happen you know so even if it takes its time it probably will probably will happen
6: I don't know why what the reason is or I just can't I can't explain the reason really it's just I just feel drawn to it you know I go there I like going
0: there I'll keep at it until I'm not able to carry on any longer I'm sure it will continue and Jim Tallon made a statement to me In 1993, he he did say, Father, this story is not going to go away.